First of all, a lot of people have been asking what happened to the crew. The crew is still around. The original agreement at the beginning of the year was that we will do 20 episodes. And then I, at some point I realized, you know what? I need to do an episode a week. We need to push yeah. out one episode a week. So um, middle of the year, I started to just, I figured, you know, I'm just we'll, we'll do one a week. And for that reason, the crew's schedules wasn't aligned with that. But the crew is still around, alhamdulillah. Uh, we'll be back with them very shortly. In the meantime, today we have a guest with us, Cyrus McGoldrick. And I didn't realize that Cyrus was uh, living in our area. He's actually, he lived, he was from Connecticut, lived in New York. And then he's now in Turkey, as many people know, studying. What's the school called again? Ibn Khaldun. Ibn, Ibn Khaldun, Khaldun University, yeah. yeah. Ibn Khaldun University. Yeah. Which um, is that is in the same place as the Ehsan Academy where we yes. were in the summer? Yep, that's yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. campus. It's really it's a very small campus. It's a Mevlevi uh, uh, center, basically Tekka, Tekka from the past. You walk in; it's a huge courtyard, and there is basically just like the other Tekkas uh, uh, on the right, right in front of you, like in a U shape, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. three sides of the building, and there's a big courtyard in the middle, and there are living quarters on the. Uh, where are the living quarters first? Actually, we don't have any dorms on the campus. Although I think back in the day, back in the day, they were the, living the, quarters the, at the top. Think, used to right? be in the, yeah, exactly. yeah. Second story was the living quarters. First story were the rooms where things took place, the classes and everything. And it was an amazing place. You could the cleanliness. You could eat off the floor. That's the one thing yeah, about the right, Turks. Right, yeah. Any place the Turks go, cleanliness yeah. goes. The food that we were served in the cafeteria was like home cooked yeah. food. And one thing about Turkey that. All over the place. I felt that the food was a lot more pure and clean. Yeah. Like it didn't weigh me down. I didn't yeah. feel like I had eaten shubha. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. it was home cooked by these Muslim women in the in the um, cafeteria there. And it felt like really great. And it was good too. It's not like cafeteria food where you're eating junk. Yeah. You did know? you feel a difference in your energy? Because I, I did. I did. It was insane. Yeah. It was insane. I felt like... I'm not like tired. Yeah. I'm waking up early. Exactly. exactly. I'm not weighed down, and and that's the yeah. thing I hate about American uh, uh, being in America. The, there's so much shubha in the food. Yeah. There's so besides what they've done to the actual food, and the wealth that's used, and the people packaging it and throwing it in the truck, and who knows who's cooking what. Yeah. Yeah. I even when you cook home cooked food, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what we're doing, and we got Cyrus here with us, and we are discussing a couple things. The first thing I wanted to bring up is that. It just seems to me that, uh, and especially if you're on Twitter, there's like a new crop of folks that, whose voices are growing louder. Mm. And they're all talking about the same main point, which is that we need to recognize our foundational principles, yeah. that we cannot assume any of the foundations, yeah. and that we cannot fall, into, fall prey for the plot, I don't want to say it, plots or plans, but we cannot fall in line with the liberal left and yeah. fall into their cultural war yeah. and be a pawn in their uh, approach. And that the those who are doing so, the reformists and, and, and deformists, as Omar, uh, Omar Rumi, yeah. you familiar with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Omar Rumi, <laughs> I, I recently saw him. Uh, he's a great guy, mashallah. I think he's in Italy, actually. In Italy. Yeah. But... He really is Rumi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he made a great point, and he calls them the deformers, right? And the regressivists, because yeah. that's what they are. We, they call themselves, ref, we often call them reformers and progressivists, 
and I don't mention necessarily mention names unless it's necessary, but the idea of reform and progress, it's really deformed. They're deforming the deen, uh, torturing the texts to fit it into a framework, which is a leftist, liberal, secular framework. And all that we're saying is leave the deen alone, will you? Yeah. Just either practice it or don't practice it, but leave it alone. The sinner of the past was more pure than these folks. Yeah. The sinner yeah. of the past, yeah. you know, yeah. was someone like, I had an uncle. Uh, he was, he wasn't like a major sinner, mm -hmm. but he didn't make salah. Sure. He didn't drink. Sure. He didn't do the major stuff. Yeah. But if a sheikh walked by, he was embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. He would yeah. just like put a cigarette behind there his back. There was still some shame in the heart. There was yeah, shame. Yeah. He would put a cigarette behind his yeah. back, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that he would ever make a joke yeah. about a sheikh yeah. never happened, yeah. right? And that type of, that, that's a salah today. Today, that's one of the awliya. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. I'll even say, you know, that I know you wanted to, you don't want to uh, attribute plotting and planning. Yeah. Right? To, to and some it, of these it might people. Be. And again, on a case-by-case basis. I, but I think uh, it just, as, just as there is, um, you know, for many people, you know, they may be innocent of that plotting and planning, victims mm -hmm. of that plotting and planning, I think it is happening. Right? Yeah. When you look at the moves being made, the attacks on the Muslim world, traditionally, yeah. right, historically, yeah. right, were military at first, mm -hmm. but they learned very quickly that Iman was mm -hmm. our greatest strength, yeah. right, yeah. and would resist them, mm -hmm. right? And so today, those attacks are not just military, which of course continue, right, not just economic, which continue, yeah. but also intellectual, right, yeah. and spiritual, right? How do we undermine the foundations of and the, the British were the first yeah. people to go that they route. Did. They did, right? they knew it, they knew it. They went that route and Recently, I've heard that George Soros, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I was given, shown some reports privately that George Soros's foundation is actively pushing to, to fund any type of uh, what we would call regressivists and, yeah. and, and deformists yeah. groups uh, that, uh, and, that, and their blogs. Yeah. And, their, and even someone um, had um, given a friend of mine, so I have it on two, uh, two links, to someone who worked in YouTube, mm. who when mm. the video about the imams went out, which we has its own discussion, like videos of the imams, he's a dog and he's chasing after her oh, and all yeah, that stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 right. He's <laughs> the, the DMing right. stuff, right, right, right direct right. message stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there, there is some discussion on that, uh, uh, imams behaving inappropriately. There's discussion. But the idea that this thing also had some lesbians in it too, right? The idea that this became <laughs> like a symbol of their their work right yeah. of reform work yeah. it got to the YouTube's trending uh, you mm. know when YouTube when you sign out on YouTube they'll give you something from them and then the stuff that you subscribe to right, right. and from them it's the trending section and it made it to the top and it, it was on to the top, top. Oh. and the, now this person who worked at YouTube he said this thing was not trending we got a call to put it up the top so what kind of people are in that? There's an agenda. There's, There's an, an agenda. agenda that aligns with that. Yeah. There's an agenda that aligns with that. Yeah. And the technology companies yeah. today have almost as much power as the State Department, if you think about it. Yeah. They yeah. have more power than NBC, yeah. ABC, CBS, Google, Facebook, and YouTube to pump that out into how many million homes and phones do you think that just saw that it was there, yeah. right? It's the State Department mm -hmm. and the CIA that court YouTube, yeah. right? That court Google and Facebook yeah. you know, to, to yeah. advance an agenda. And, and it also tells us where our world that. is going. And we need to understand, I think also, you know, a lot of, because my experience, 
you know, I, I didn't grow up with really with the soft Muslims, right? Mm-hmm. My, uh, you know, because of my work and my life, you know, I grew up more with more the activist yeah. Muslim type, right? And so for, I think, a lot of, you know, young people, it came from a very good intention, right? Yeah. They want to authenticate the knowledge, but mm-hmm. then they go to the wrong sources, yeah. right, to authenticate it, right? They want to be just, mm-hmm. right? They want to be good to people. Yeah. And so they want to decide how do we act justly? How do we, yeah. how should we be good to people? But they go to the wrong sources to authenticate that, you know, yeah. those, those ethics. And so when we understand that the attacks on our tradition, mm-hmm. right, on the foundations of our tradition are part of the same war that we think we're fighting, yeah. right? But then we, you know, if we don't, you know, connect these, yeah. then we may be fighting on one front, uh-huh. but allowing the enemy in That's on the true. other front, That's right? True. And this yeah. is something that is almost more concerning to me, yeah. right? Now, we've spoken about this before. Uh, people that know me, you know, from the internet, however yeah. few of you, you know, there are that, you know, something I talk about a lot is, you know, people who were at the forefront mm-hmm. of issues that are of concern to us. Yeah. Political prisoners, war, mm-hmm. you know, drunk, all the, the spying, yeah. right? They came to the forefront because of the silence of some of our more traditional mm, scholars, right? That's a because good point. For different reasons. Great point. Right? So they rose yeah. to the front, they rose to positions of leadership, but now our young people are following them also on matters of danger. Yeah, right? that's a problem. Which they are not only not guided, but misguiding. And, and you bring up a good point that there were certain legitimate things that needed uh, energy and yeah. needed uh, stimulation. For example, you brought up earlier before we started recording, you brought up uh, Afia Siddiqui. Yeah. yeah. Her case. Could you tell yeah. the audience a little bit about her case? Because I'm sure that most people don't aren't even aware anymore. Yeah, subhanAllah, the generations passed. The, pamphlet, I, the pamphlets uh, aren't going around there. Yeah, used to subhanAllah, come subhanAllah. So who I, uh, was she exactly? Yeah, Dr. Afia Siddiqui was a uh, really a powerful Muslim woman. Uh, she was of Pakistani origin, mm-hmm. right? educated in the U.S., was living in the U.S. for a long time, went to MIT and, you know, a few other schools, very, very well educated, um, but also... Very born in the U.S.? No, 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 born, born in Pakistan, Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken, okay. uh, but educated here, um, worked here, did Dao here, uh, was uh, training, you know, even was teaching new converts, was part of convert care, you know, in the Boston area. Mm. Uh, and, and uh, spoke English. And spoke English very well. There's actually a, a talk that she gave as a very young woman uh, on YouTube that's okay. still circulating uh, if you put in Afia Siddiqui's name. Yeah. Um, the During the Bosnian mm-hmm. uh, crisis, she, she organized a huge rally you know, in yeah. Boston. She was, she, was, she was very much involved in the community. Uh, after 9-11, you know, she was back in uh, Pakistan mm-hmm. uh, and was arrested, kidnapped, really. Uh, held in prison, tortured, you know, for years, mm-hmm. uh, appeared, you know, a day, uh, one day, uh, maybe three years later, you know, confused and uh, was arrested again in Afghanistan now, just appeared, right, in Afghanistan, was arrested the same day. What is it? She was, of, what was her first arrest? In Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken. She was on a, on a home she, visit. She was, in, she was picked up on one, in one country on a home visit and then was found again three years later, wandering the streets in Afghanistan, arrested there. Okay. Accused of planning to blow something up, right? In America, oh, she, in her bag, somehow they had maps of New York City. Something she was arrested like by it's Pakistani authorities. Um, by now, this is in Afghanistan. But the first one by the first one Pakistani, Pakistan, yeah. and then and disappeared then for three years. Disappeared in, from Pakistan. Shows up in Afghanistan three years later, disoriented, and arrested again. Okay. While in captivity, you know, uh, Americans come in to interrogate. Yeah. And while she's chained to the wall the government story is that she somehow got her hands on a rifle 
right, a gun in the in the in the room that she's being interrogated in, was able to fire it. There's a rifle in the interrogation a, room. I've never somehow, heard that before. Somehow, it's a ridiculous story. Okay. Uh, somehow fired it at the interrogators. Mm-hmm. But the only person shot in the room was her. She was shot in the stomach. Oh, that's right, In the process of this, very yeah. interesting. Uh, so the, she was accused of, you know, trying to kill a, you know, an American soldier in Afghanistan, right? And then was brought to New York, stood trial in New York. Have you have shot a rifle um, before? The, yeah. You're like 6'3", <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. This lady, she was a small lady. You yeah. know, it's, uh, yeah. it's a ridiculous story. I remember I was in high school when she was first uh, arrested. Yeah. I remember this is one of the first times that I saw my mother cry Spoiled. over something political. Like, this was really, wow. like, and, you know, my family, most of them are not. Muslim, like this is, but this was someone that my mother, I remember, really identified with, and because my mother was also, you know, engineer, and you know, yeah. really, I think, saw herself in this woman, and it was just such a ridiculous case. I remember it was published even in the New York Times Magazine, like Sunday Magazine yeah. that they used to send out. Maybe they still do. I don't. I try not to read it, but uh, but even they knew. I remember they recognized in this case so much absurdity, right, in the yeah. government's telling of the story. Yeah. That at the time, I think most people just didn't believe it. Uh, anyway, she was. Brought to New York, right? Because in New York City, of course, no one's going to win a terrorism case, yeah. you know, in New York yeah, City. Yeah. Um, she was given, what, 86 years in prison? 86 year sentence or on, something on like what? this? Trying um, to on these same a... charges, yeah. On this, trying to kill a... You're you know, jo- so that's the charge? charge? That was a charge. You're kidding me. Um, they sent I thought them. the charge had to do with something far more Material. complicated. No, no, like no, possessing no, materials no, for some no, bombing. No, there was no materials. There was no bombing. Uh, they said she had a map of something. Right? That is and ridiculous. That this was to justify the first arrest. That is ridiculous. Um, they now, still, you know, to the best of our knowledge, yeah. right, the, her family believes that she's been held, they're told that she's been held on a military prison, uh, a, ba- a prison on a military base in Texas. Um, no one has been able to see her now for years, right? Former Attorney is General she, Ramsey Clark, you know, has been yeah. part of trying to go see her. Her family, her sisters tried to go see her. No one knows if she gets mail, she gets phone calls, nothing. She's they, you know, they'll go and try to see her. The prison will say, no, she's not, she can't take visitors today. But this has been for years now. Um, you know, after years, of course, of torture, you know, uh, of abuse and even the solitary confinement that she's being kept in, yeah. according to psychologists, is torture, right? Even if she's not being yeah. physically abused anymore, right? This itself is torture. Is she a green card holder or a U.S. Um, citizen or what? That's a good question. that's going to be that's a big a good question. I think, I mean, they're holding in an American prison. That's a good question. I forget this. I forget that detail. Um, there is a movement. I remember when I went with my wife's family to Pakistan years ago. Um, there is a big movement in Pakistan to repatriate her to Pakistan. Okay. Right? Uh, once in a while, you know, these contacts are made maybe between the American and the Pakistani government. Yeah. I don't think the Pakistani government really wants her either, or, or at least they're not willing to spend any political chips right for her to get yeah. her back. Um, she's not- but there's a popular movement. I'll tell you when they, they how these things work out. Is you make her a big symbol. And in the future, some elected official, some official can use her as a chip for him. It's his own political uh, uh, points. And that's the best thing that... The one who's probably the most likely to do that is, you know, this former cricket player, Imran Khan, right? He's like kind of that guy who's probably the most likely to... Is he tapped into the He's spoken on it. He's spoken on the issue and done rallies for her and the whole thing. Um, Now, really, leading this work, I mean, we were talking about Sister Hannah Zuberi from, uh, from Muslim Matters. Um, involved with you a lot know of tell me t- yeah, tell, yeah. Tell I only met her one time we're on the board together for this Afi Foundation because okay. I don't know um, anything about it the work is really led language. credit where it's due the work is really led by uh, Brother Moore Salahan uh, yeah yeah who I remember from, him uh, I know him years he's been active on this case and other cases New Yorker yeah um, and really 
you know, amazing activist. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, See, that's activism. That's really. real activism. Because he's a Muslim. You yeah. know, he's a Muslim and, yeah. and his, his work is, uh, I don't know if he'll, uh, I'll send him the link to this, this afterwards. Yeah, I, 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 he deserves the praise, you know, that, that, that we're, we're sharing. You know, he's someone whose activism is, is rooted in Islam. Yeah. Right? It's not rooted in these ever-changing liberal values or, or, yeah. or just some very loose, fluffy, you know, yeah. uh, idea, you know, of what's fair. He, he is rooted in Islamic yeah. foundations, right? And he always, I remember even back when I was working in, you know, 2011, 2012 at CARE, New York, I remember he would come and he would give us and the imams, he would give us hell. Right, as he should have. As wow. he, he, he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Right, telling us that you're not, you know, you're, that you're not, not doing enough. Up. Yeah. You're not doing enough. Yeah. Right, that these prisoners, these political prisoners, mm-hmm. right, are the Muslim captives of the yeah. day. Right, yeah. the way that the Shuk used to talk about the obligation mm-hmm. to work to free the Muslim captives, yeah. right, held by you know our enemies. These are them. We have yeah. them. They exist today in America, not just Guantanamo, Sweet. but also Guantanamo. Yeah. But here in America, and Dr. Afia Siddiqui, and this is also another. So I remember Brother Moore said years ago in a meeting of the Majlis Ashura, mm. right? He said in defense of why he would focus on this case, which seems so far, right, from yeah. our ability to actually do anything about. I remember he said that if we can't free this woman, then we don't have a chance at freeing any of these yeah. men, right? Yeah. We're accused of the same thing. And there's a reason, right? Every terrorism case, quote unquote terrorism case that they prosecuted, lowered the bar a little yeah, bit, yeah. right? For what true. they could lock someone up for. That's true. Right? And this first, bar was first there was the charity guys, like the Holy Land Foundation, uh-huh. may Allah free them, and, and a lot of people involved with, you know, our, our charitable work. Some of them are still there. Um, they're all, yeah, they're all still in there. Um, Dr. Samuel Edian, right? Yeah, Dr. Sammy, yeah. and, uh, and his co-defendants. Um, a lot of these big cases. Then it was the political prosecutions. Then, you know, when it came down to what was it, in 2012, Tark Mahana, right? Mm. Who could have been us, right? Like Tark oh. Mahana, he could have been any of us, yeah. right? Andrew March, if you remember from Yale, tell, wrote, wrote a great article about, about, about Tark Mahana. Tark Mahana was a, he was a pharmacist, right? He yeah. wasn't he wasn't a fringe, you know, uh, renegade. He was a member yeah. of his community, right? Involved in interfaith work, but he was he was politically sound. Uh, he, I would say, required reading, you know, for anyone who Where was his wants to hear his Born story. Here? I'm not sure. I don't remember his biography, but he was a young guy though. I think he was twenty something when they when they when they arrested him. What state? Um, Massachusetts, also, okay. also Massachusetts. And he, uh, you know, required reading would be his statement that he read to the court uh, on the day of his sentencing. Oh, really? After yeah. he was convicted, right? Because everyone gets convicted. Yeah. He was advised by lawyers and friends to just apologize, be nice, you know, try to get them to minimize their sentence. Yeah. Right? Uh, and his crime was, I think it was material support for terrorism, something like this, right? He had, they didn't prove that he had actually provided any material support, but they were suggesting that he had, through translation of classical texts, through writing that he had done online, that this was somehow material support for a terrorist organization, even though there was no coordination with any terrorist organization. Um, and he, he said in his statement, he doubled down, right? He talked about his American upbringing. He talked about, you know, believing in right and wrong and, you know, the... the Quest for justice and how this was an American value, right? He situated it within you know language that the people could understand, and said finally that you know he was not arrested, you know, for advocating that uh, for his beliefs on Muslims killing American civilians. He was arrested for his belief on American soldiers killing Muslim civilians, right? Uh, right? And he defended the right of Muslims around yeah. the world to defend themselves if a foreign army came in. Right? I see. I he said, see. if the American army goes into your country, of course you have the right to defend yourself. That's yeah. common sense, right? Now, for that to be a radical view, 
Right. Well, what is that considered? <laughs> treasonous? You know, they don't, they don't, the they don't use that word sedition anymore, right? Yeah. Like, that's basically the concept, though. Uh, yeah. Now, when, when that case happened, right? When that case was prosecuted all the way through, you know, I think for a lot of us, I mean, some people were put on notice, right? Some people just dropped everything, right? And say, well, clearly we're not going to win this battle. People just kind of became very quiet, you know, mm-hmm. on the subject. This is around the same time that now all of Bush's wars became Obama's wars, mm-hmm. right? So it became less fashionable to be yeah. anti-war, right? Yeah. Now the Democrats are pro-war, so yeah. why are we going to be pro-war even if it's Muslims? Yeah. I mean, be anti-war. Um, but that was very, I think, for me, especially, you know, being a that is young insane. guy like yeah. who actually believes in Islam, you know? So the, you're hoping around um, that 2007, was, that was 2008 this is, at this point. This was, I think Tarek's case was 2012, actually. Oh, so way later. Uh, this was yeah. 2012. Way later. Um, Second term. But again, like the bar just kept on being lowered. Every single case, the bar was lowered. Uh, Dr. Afi was sentenced. That was also 2011, 2012. And in his case, he was arrested. How many years does he have? They ended One up giving him... One of these ridiculous uh, number of years? Between 15 and 20, actually. Which okay, so he... It's crazy, but yeah. that is somehow... That seems somehow more reasonable than the, the types of multiple life yeah. sentences that many of these people get. Yeah. Um, amazing, I mean, amazing. Now I say all that to say, right? I say all that to say that you know these cases are things that you know deserve our immediate attention. You've spoken yeah. on you know these things before, um, but that attention we need to keep our foundation strong, yeah. right? One thing I'd love to hear more from you about, right, is how we navigate, for example, these issues of alliances, yeah. right? On these cases, I found in the work. Right, that non-Muslims were way stronger, mm-hmm. way stronger yeah. advocates. Yeah. Right, of freeing these prisoners. Yeah. Right, of working for reform. Right, of the systemic problem yeah. than Muslims were. Right? Well, it's just because I've, I've spoken in churches means, too. Of course, of course, and and of course, Muslims speaking out on these issues are going to be more of a target, for example, than a Christian yeah. pastor who's speaking on the same issue. Of course, you know, I understand all that. I'm I'm sympathetic to all that. You know, but it doesn't also relieve us, relieve us of yeah. our uh, responsibility. No. I've spoken in churches on the subject and then spoken in Masajid where people walk out because they're scared, right, of being uh, placed in the location. Merely right. supporting uh, a defendant. Yeah. Now tell me today, right now, yeah. at this moment, who are some other defendants out there? With some other cases, yeah. That are that where we would I would actually consider that like a legit uh, type of activism that a person. Yeah, of course, of uh, course. Um, the cases broadly, I, it, now a lot of this work has been done by uh, first it was Project Salam based mm-hmm. out of Albany. Um, there was the uh, and also the National Coalition to Protect Civil Freedoms, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a project of Dr. Samuel Eden, who I mentioned, and his family, mm. um, which really is a coalition though involving both Muslim and non-Muslim organizations. Mm. Um, they have and now the Afi Foundation also. Previously the uh, the Peace Through Justice Foundation, which is Brother Salakhan. Yeah. The cases broadly seem to be in two categories. There are the cases of the political prosecutions, right? These were these were the, our generation of leaders, basically, yeah. right? who we grew up, you know, mm-hmm. recognizing as our leaders, they were leaders of, of, of uh, scholarship, of charity work, yeah. right, some political work. Some Dr. Sammy was, you know, he was, yeah. he was a, a real community leader, activist. Uh, and then the other category, and Palestinian leadership, just broadly, yeah. right? Palestine, of course, Palestine is always going to be the yeah. first, you know, the lightning rod for yeah. a lot of these new policies. Yeah. Uh, even before 9-11, this stuff started yeah. attacking Palestinian leadership. And that's how, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, Put in a lot of the framework for 
secret evidence being used to keep uh, people in prison. So the main thing um, was they were attacked. It was basically doing law, design. Material support so. law, right? It was a uh, Bill Clinton uh, introduction. Uh, and it was because of the increasing Zionist uh, pressure Push. on both parties, yeah. right, in the 90s. To silence these uh, people. It's amazing. I remember sitting with uh, Dr. Sammy, who talked about the 90s, you know, politics back in the 90s, yeah. how the Zionists was actually a category, a very small category of Congress people. Mm. Right, you know, like those people were Zionists, right? Barney wow. Frank, and like those, you knew that they were going to go with the Zionist yeah. line, but that wasn't the majority, mm. right? But now, even if you're a Muslim in Congress, yeah. you have to be a Zionist, yeah. basically, yeah. right? Yeah. How quickly things change. And 9/11 was part of that, but not the only reason. Now, there's that generation of leadership, right? There's those those category of cases, and many of these people are still in prison. I mentioned the Holy Land Foundation. Dr. Sami got lucky i mean really thanks to uh you know the work of turkey yeah. you know also in to negotiate to be to negotiate mm-hmm. for him to now uh live safely in uh in istanbul where he's teaching and has a think tank and yeah. alhamdulillah now has a life again you know even if he can't come here um but holy i found a lot of a lot of uh, uh people still in prison in that category i would consider dr afia also mm-hmm. you know from that uh category you know of cases of people who were framed Right, or she, the I don't even see a motive. But what what was bothering them about it? She's too, like a was what was her active? What was her non-academic work they like? They have, they have. She was a neuroscientist or something. Yeah, you so know, it they, seems they, like she was totally busy. But in she her. was also, but she was involved in community. Right, she was effective in Dawa. Right, she was effective in early that effective convert, convert that care. she ner- um, made people. From what nervous. I hear about her work in organizing in Boston, it yeah. sounds like she was she was really able to pull people together. She was a good speaker, right? As you can tell from the talk she gave, um, you know, she was uh, she had herself together, right? Mm-hmm. And when you are, you know, fighting a community, and I think major blocks, right, of the American political system see themselves at war with Islam, yeah. right? Whatever they say, right? They say we're not. We're only at war with certain groups. Or that really broadly, the West for a very long time, you know, Christian Europe, yeah. right? And America yeah. is Ibn Europe, right? Yeah. Is has seen itself at war with or been to Europe in a zenith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The the they've seen themselves at, at war with any ideology, not just yeah. Islam, but any you know belief system, yeah. right? That threatens their economic interests, essentially. Um, their access mm. right to the world and Islam is that and so they're going to go for the leaders first right after that I think the there is that category of cases which are the entrapment cases right. these are a little bit more complicated I think they're also wrong I think we can make the argument that these are also wrong that to uh, target people right who are either short on intellectual capability right emotional stability and, right or money and convince them to do something yeah and then arrest them for doing that and then put them in jail for life. That also feels wrong to me. I'd love to hear the Usuli, you know, analysis of this, but it, it seems to me it's not, well, at least not a good use of resources. Firstly, the, it yeah. seems that the two different cases, the high profile leaders yeah. that they take down and the entrapment cases, yeah. their motive is totally different. The motive for the entrapment cases is probably either to introduce some legislation or yeah, to justify yeah. funding. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they, exactly. they don't headlines, need headlines breed both headlines, yeah. and they are trying exactly. to simply get. Um, anyone who is and foolish the enough. first category also satisfies that yeah. but has the added benefit of actually yeah. decimating a community yeah. right yeah. both are true right now, now more and more we're seeing the entrapment cases yeah. right so now uh, waiting on trial right are two young women who I used to know right from New York uh, who you know was, they were befriended by an informant 
right? There's a documentary, I can't remember the name of the documentary now, um, was actually made about the informant and the experience of Brooklyn College, right? And the Muslims of Brooklyn College, uh, one of the cities. Yeah, schools, I remember right? reading about, I read about this yeah, in the New York Post. Informant. I read about this yeah. in, the, in the, some of the New York art, uh, publications. Yeah. But it disappeared. Exactly. So tell exactly. us about it. So the, the, Who the documentary, they? I haven't seen the documentary. It actually went to one of the film festivals. They showed it at Tribeca or something in New York. From what I understand, from what friends told me, I don't think they even really got into the fact that that same informant, right, who the experience of which was being covered, that she actually successfully, according to the police, you know, successfully uh, framed, uh, I would think, you know, knowing what I know about the young woman, uh, framed them for plotting a so-called terrorist attack, right? These are young women who, one of them married with a daughter, right? The other one working, you know, but friends. This woman spent a year getting to know them. By becoming their friend, you know, taking money from them because and they thought that she was poor. She told them that she was poor and that her family was rough on her, and so they were helping her. And, her and what lives. was her background? And this then after a year, it's hard like to know. Like she came in as a. Who even knows what's true, okay. right? Because as soon as they successfully get a case, they move them to someplace else, right? So, so they, they but they, did they view her as like a um, poor convert? They thought that she was convert, yeah, a new convert. Or, I think yeah. she shahada with them the whole okay. thing, right? Like that. And okay. after a year, you know, the, you have the FBI and the police kicking down their doors saying that according to so-and-so, you know, we you, have you on these charges and they've been sitting in the prison in Brooklyn, I think, ever since, waiting on trial. This was from 2015, I think. Were they even prison. activists in any way, shape, or form? They were. I got the impression that they were not. One of them was more active than the other, um, you know, in terms of beliefs, I think for, I mean, many Muslims, maybe they would seem a little bit out there, you know, because they did believe in Khilafah and things like this, right? Okay. But they, nothing, nothing criminal, right? Okay. But that's, beliefs that you don't necessarily have to hold, but they're not criminal. But those beliefs are probably uh, what attracted yeah, that's what brings the attention. That's what brings the attention, of course. Yeah. Of course, that's what brings the attention. Um, they weren't, you know, they they were, you know, were not discreet, right, yeah. about their beliefs, right? They they weren't sneaking around. They weren't hiding, you yeah. know, things like that. They were engaged in the public discussion of these ideas. Mm. Um, this is also as, you know, the Syrian war is getting more and more complicated, yeah. right? ISIS is now, you know, replacing the other groups, right? Yeah. And so it brings a new attention, right, to discussions of khilaf at all, right? Um, but anyway, this is just a case. It's just a current case, right? Uh, and who were their names? This was uh, Asya Siddiqui was one, and the other was Nawal. I believe her last name was Velasquez, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so um, who was a And the two, yeah. So yeah, a, a, yeah, Asya Siddiqui, I think of a Pakistani background. Asya and, Siddiqui and just... Nawal was a convert. Mm. Now, you know, there are other cases, of course, and these are a little bit more complicated. Of course, there are cases where, you know, you have these kids trying to actually fly abroad, right, mm-hmm. and join these groups. Um, sometimes on their own, you know, sometimes because they're convinced by a provocateur. Uh, I'm Those, against the use of the provocateurs. Of course, if kids are actually going to try to join, that's a different discussion. That's a different category of the law, it's, I would say. It's probably but these cases, I think, but, are, these cases are very safely, I think, cases yeah. that we need to actually pay attention to yeah, those, the, and once, deal with both the captives and the policies. But Once you get someone to do yeah, something, yeah. uh, you can't defend them anymore. Even though you exactly, can attack, attack the process the policy, of the... Yeah. You guys... Sort of, the kid was had no concept. Right. You introduced right. him to the concept, and then right. when he took the bait, right. you're arresting him. So with the Newberg Four, right? I remember I sat in their sentencing, and the judge said it was the judge, uh, it was the Irish judge. Tell us you about know, so that. The, the the Newberg Four, Newberg, New York, is a kind of real tough, you know, working class town, upstate New York. Um, four men, starting with one, right, uh, a Pakistani agent provocateur who's done multiple cases now. Um, Basically, flashed a lot of money at one of them. Mm. You know, said that this I'll pay you very well if you you know get involved and we'll you know 
get to pledge allegiance to Al Qaeda or some nonsense, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, and uh, and we're gonna blow something up, right? And the guy was, by all accounts, the kid that he entrapped, the first of of the four, was trying to lead the guy along to get his money without actually doing anything oh, about man. it, right? Said no multiple times over the course of a year and a half. Actually tried to get away from it, right? Wow. Finally convinced to bring a few other guys in. It ended up being four. The fourth of whom was like schizophrenic, or bipolar, had a whole just mess of issues, right? Um, I remember really when the when the sentencing came around. Finally, they convinced them to uh, try to shoot a rocket at a plane or something absurd. It was like, really cartoon stuff, cartoon stuff, right? They had a fake rocket that they thought they were going to shoot at something, and they had fake bombs that they thought they were going to put around the synagogue. And the informant convinced them to bring that down to the Bronx, right, as a way to bring the NYPD in, get more funding for the city. Yeah. And it worked, you know, they went along with it, of course. This is, it's, again, these are tough cases, right? Because they did eventually go along with it. You know, the fourth... So they're in upstate New York. They were, they were from Newburgh, yeah. They were from upstate New York. They were convinced to come down to New York City, you know, to, to do this. I remember in the sentencing, the fourth was too, uh, you know, his schizophrenia got so bad that they couldn't even bring him out of the, out of the, the jail cell, right? They had three of them sitting there being sentenced. The fourth one they couldn't even bring to the court. Uh, and the judge said, I remember the judge said, this wasn't even us. We were saying the same thing outside the court. Yeah. But the judge said that these people wouldn't have come up with this idea by themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if they did, they wouldn't have had the ability to do it. Yeah. Right? They wouldn't have been able to think through it. Even if they had been able to think through it, they wouldn't have had the resources to accomplish it. Right? All three of those things were provided by the state. Right? And the judge said, he's like, it's almost entrapment. That is he wasn't willing to call it entrapment. Right? He yeah. still gave them the minimum sentence, which is 25 years, for the charges that they were being convicted of. Um, but still that quote rang in my ears yeah. you know for a long time and, and encouraged me you know to remember that not only Islamically I felt that there was something wrong here but even just according to the American law and their own yeah. logic right there was clearly something off yeah. right about this it sounds ridiculous um, Ahmed Farhani Ahmed Farhani was from Queens you know Arab kid Algerian kid um, and his, his mind wasn't there you know he was bipolar and schizophrenic and had a whole just mess yeah. of issues um, his mother poor mother you know I'll make it easier on her had literally called the police on her son, you know, because he was out of he would get out of control, right? But the state rather for than helping him, non yeah, just just, just for just because you know, he wasn't even practicing yeah. like that, right? Yeah. But just because of behavioral issues and because um, he was a danger to himself, the state rather than help him, right, spend their resources to protect this boy and the people yeah. around him, sent an informant after him, right, to convince him, or maybe in this case it was actually an agent, an actual police officer undercover, uh, and convinced him to. You know, the, the, the transcript was so ridiculous. The guy convinced him finally, after convincing him to drop out of school, convincing him to, you know, leave his girlfriend, uh, basically isolating him from every, uh, every bridge from that he everyone, has. Yeah. Right? Convinces him finally, you know, we're going to go buy a gun, you know, and to do something with. It wasn't entirely clear. Yeah. Then they go to the fake gun dealer, right? And the gun dealer says, oh, it's your lucky day. You know, buy a gun, get a grenade free, you know? So here, here's a fake grenade, right? So now you can charge him with explosives. You can charge him yeah. with a whole other you know, level of, this poor guy, he's a suicide risk, you know, in New York prisons. And it's poor mother, subhanAllah. Like, I, you know, we worked with her when I was at the National Coalition to Protect Civil Freedoms. You know, and at this point, how much can you even do for people, really? Yeah. Right, that's, I, I, I'll never stop feeling guilty about that. You know, really, we're just trying to keep the families together and, do, uh, and you know, keep their spirits up, right? At yeah. least let them know each other so that way there could be some kind of work formed out of it. But, Again, in, this, in these spaces, right, in the capacity of that work, you know, I found myself very often with non-Muslims, right, or with Muslims with different levels of practice, yeah. right, which is great, right, they're doing something, yeah. right, um, 
again, I, I find it, there are very few, right, the practicing Muslims, right, who know something about the deen, right, who will engage these issues, usually out of fear, though, yeah. right, usually out of fear. Yeah. Uh, mashallah, Imam Omar Suleiman, right, did a fundraiser for NCPCF, the National Coalition, uh, just a few months ago, I remember seeing, right, so, you know, there's some interest, right, and, I mean, he's Dallas with the Holy Land Foundation family, yeah. and so, you know, of course, there's, there's, you know, our communities, you know, are, you know, we are communities, right, the Muslims yeah. are living communities, uh, but these are things that break the bonds of community, yeah. and I think that's one of the biggest parts. The same way that they attack the foundations of the deen, right? Yeah. As we're talking about with the intellectual, the spiritual level, the political level of that means dividing people from each other, yeah. right? How can we divide people from each other? How can we crush mm. a community and make them afraid right? of coming exactly. out? And that happens whether the informant is successful or not, yeah. right? We had a case in New York where a young kid we found out that he was an informant, right? Wow. He was put on the spot, right? He admitted it, right? Wow. He went on CNN and talked about it. This and is the kid, Bengali uh, kid. And like, you, oh no, I don't know York. about this case. Tell me about this. This kid. What I know about is from Washington D.C., where a, a former FBI guy or CIA guy, his son wanted to play a little bit of a I don't know what, but he made himself an informant, citizen, right? Okay. Son okay. of an FBI guy or okay. law enforcement. Yeah. Made himself an informant. Went into care. Worked for three years, grew a oh, beard. Oh, I do remember this kid. Then wrote a book. Yeah, I do right? remember this kid. Yeah, and, yeah. that and, was an op the whole time, right? Like that guy, yeah. he went in with the agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But guy who's had, this Bengali that guy guy? was wearing like a Thai camera or something, like a yeah. Thai pin camera, like yeah. of himself with a urinal, like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember this guy, and yeah. he was he was looking for a career with the right wing yeah, exactly. think tanks, right? Um, this kid was it, you know, he was like a weed smoker from New York, right? Who kept on getting arrested for marijuana, and you have to be a real idiot, you know, to yeah. be arrested for marijuana. Everyone smoked marijuana <laughs> in New York, right? And this guy was getting pulled up multiple times. The police finally told him, "You're gonna have to. You're either going to jail, or you're gonna have to be a snitch, right?" And the guy, you know, didn't want to snitch on his drug dealer friends, right? So he's like, "Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, send me after the Muslims." Are right? you like, kidding me? Because he wasn't on the deal yeah, like that. He just didn't care. Okay. And. So they gave a crew of people to target, right? He goes and makes friends with some guys out of Brooklyn. Guys doing charity work, right? Care? Um, these Folks. weren't even care people, right? And I was at care at the time. We were organizing around surveillance issues. Literally, we were organizing around informants and yeah. surveillance and the whole mess, right? So they send, and we're organizing students, right? Because one of the documents, the NYPD documents, detailed how they were, multiple documents, yeah. detailed how they were spying on the MSAs, right? Oh, okay. They got them. They got that. them, remember? Because they found yeah. the records. And they were, and they, they were, were out because they were yeah, records. They were like, yeah. Some superintendent in yeah. an apartment <laughs> building in New Brunswick walks into yeah. the apartment that he thinks is empty. It's like, exactly. Just on the All wall, the wires. He's like, and call he, the police. Yeah, he thought it was out. They were the terrorists. <laughs> he called the police and uh, oh ridiculous but that was that was huge though right because that was how we finally confirmed what yeah. most people suspected that they were spying on everybody so we're organizing students especially in the CUNY system but also Columbia NYU you know around this surveillance issue in the student group all of a sudden this kid starts coming around right it's just suspicious yeah. right out not, of nowhere huh? not the brightest <laughs> crane in the box right this kid was just like asking real random questions yeah. about like he'd be the type that'd be like you know we'd be talking about like you know city policy, like city yeah. ordinances around police, you know, activity, yeah. you'd be like, so what do you think about Libya? <laughs> like, <laughs> idiot, right? Yeah, like, just yeah. very obvious textbook stuff. We all knew, yeah. right? We stopped inviting him to things, but he still, some of the guys really kind of felt sympathetic, right? Because he was, yeah. just, poor kid, like really just like, just a real, yeah. uh, clearly not with his head on straight. They'll bring him to their houses, all kinds of stuff. And uh, finally they, they put him on the spot, 
you know, and, and he admitted it, went on CNN, you know, did like a tell-all type thing about, you know, my experience being informant, why he did it, right? Yeah. Um, then he disappears, right, goes off to like Puerto Rico or something, disappears into the woodwork. Uh, but still, even in that case, right, at first, for us it felt like a victory, yeah. right? Got one. Yeah. Got one. Go on <laughs> CNN, right? Excellent. Tells the story, right? Confirms what we've been telling you guys all along. Mm-hmm. But still, the damage that that did to our community. Yeah. Because now no one wants to touch this work. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't trust anybody. Yeah. Right? Some of these cases, up to two years, these people are spending becoming friends with people. Right? That's insane. So I can't trust someone that I've known for two years. Yeah. Right? That I've been through, I feel like I've been through the yeah. trenches with for two years. Right? I don't even know. Right? When they killed uh, Sheikh, uh, who's the imam in Michigan? Lukman. Remember yeah. this guy? I remember that. Yeah. The, when the FBI killed him, it turned out that the, they had someone in his crew for multiple years, right? Spying on them the whole time. They say Malcolm's bodyguard, right? It was spying, yeah. you know? Like, the, yeah. they, spend, they, they invest, mm-hmm. right? In bringing down people wow. that they see, you know, as and, dangerous. And the, and the way they do it is that they take someone, I don't think that they plant someone in, they take someone who is already there, right? That's, if and they can flip find, somebody, of course. If they can flip, they flip somebody, someone, yeah. right? And they of find some that problem that they've done or some that's discretion. Actually, that's big, yeah. that's big. Um, that's big because otherwise it might be too obvious, right? Yeah. For some of these people, you need someone in the crew. Yeah. Um, that's why, I mean, we were just talking about I didn't the, know that about like, Malcolm X's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wow. a lot of these stories. I mean, these are old tactics, right? Yeah. That they just recycle and update with new technology, yeah. right? But same stuff. Uh, but it really, it does a lot of damage to our community and something that we haven't quite figured out yet. Yeah. I, I really, I don't think we've quite figured it out yet because I don't think, you know, when I come back to the U.S., I, I don't think we really have a healthy discussion, it's probably gotten worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really have a healthy discussion in our messaging communities mm-hmm. about how to navigate these issues. Well, let me tell you, my honest feeling is that this type of real activism, which is uh, regarding these political prisoners, mm. for most misogynic communities and individuals is non-existent. It's dead. Of course, of course. And, and, and I can understand, I can empathize with the feeling that it's out of reach. Right? I get that, right? Because, you know, if we don't have a, yeah. you know, some real coordinated work, it might feel a little bit out there, yeah. right? Dr. Afia, I get it, right? Yeah. It seems like a hopeless case, right? She's in there, right? If it's being, if, if governments are talking about this yeah. and it's still not having effect, then what is an average citizen going to have? I get that, you know, I, I, I understand where people are coming from, but it doesn't relieve us, right? I actually view it as a spiritual, um, uh, from a spiritual angle, yeah, is that we should. <laughs> even though we don't, because that's the yeah, only way to do it, exactly. Even exactly. though you know for sure you're not going to have the result in this life. Well, we have an ayah in the Quran mm. about some Bani Israel who are forbidding the wrong, mm. right? Mm. Why do you advise a people whom Allah will destroy and they're not listening anyway? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He says, They say, Well, in the sight of Allah, we've done our duty, yeah, yeah, and that that exactly. idea. It's an investment of good deeds. You never know, and this is how we view things. You never know in four, five, six generations. Your seventh grandson, great, 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 great grandson down the line may be in such a situation and only for the sake of his great, great grandfather's deed, right? He's pulled out of it. And that's how we view things. Because as you know, in Surah Al-Kahf, the... uh, the, the money that Al-Khadr and Musa السلام, built the wall to protect, right. the treasure, Ibn Abbas said that was the grandfather had left it for them from seven generations ago. Yeah. Right? It was their seventh generation. And they also say that a deed, the barakah of a deed, can last a maximum of seven generations, and the curse of a deed can last seven oof, generations. Oof, oof. 
So someone who does a bad deed, in other words, harms another person. Our families may feel that. Yeah. Right? That no. may catch up to you seven generations later. No, yeah. Up to seven yeah. generations maximum. And yeah. the khair the of a good deed. So that's why I can only view these because yeah, he's, yeah. practically speaking, it looks like it's pointless. Yeah. But we can only approach these types of things. And that's why I feel like good about bringing attention to these yeah, uh, names, yeah. especially like Afia Siddiqui, someone who really just, there's total it's innocence. It's so obvious. It's yeah. so obvious, right? When, when even our own enemies, right? Not yeah. like the New York Times or our friends, right? Yeah. Or our, our advocates, right? Yeah. They, they sell the same wars, right? Yeah. But when these people can even recognize it, yeah. right? And undermine mm -hmm. the case of their own governments, yeah. right? It's, it's, and we don't, right? And we're making excuses for their captors. Like, yeah. I, I really, I can't. Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, the, the, the work that Brother Salafan, you know, does. And, and what we all have to do, you know, in our... What's his website? In our... So I think the Afia Foundation, right? Uh, that's the Afia Foundation, Foundation is really the, 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 the home for a lot of his work and uh, trying... That's the institution, you know, through which he's working. Um, and this came up because of uh, Sister Henna, right? We were yeah. talking about Muslim Matters. Tell me about... Uh, who's also on the board. And NCPCF, right? Tell Civil Freedoms. Civilfreedoms.org is a broader coalition. Um, Afi Foundation is a member of the National Coalition to Protect Civil Freedoms. And this NCPCF, is a regular uh, American organization. Yeah, this is 501c3, right? Exactly. Okay. It's, it's a coalition of groups, right? It's a membership organization. Um, and the coalition is made up of, I mean, ICNA is part of it, but also uh, Center for Constitutional Rights, right, is part of it. So yeah. you have a whole you know, range of organizations that are part of it. Um, and they have yeah. hired full-time lawyers to, to deal with these guys. They have. Now, their work is more on the... It's more through the coalition. I'm not sure what their staff capability is right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but mostly it's being done through the organizations, through the member organizations. Um, I think their real strength is organizing with the families of yeah. the political prisoners themselves. That was what attracted me to that organization. Um, they have annual gatherings where they... One, they'll actually share resources with the families, collect resources for the, for the prisoners... Right, yeah. they'll send money to the prisoners themselves during Ramadan and make sure they have some money in their commissary, things like yeah. that. Basic things, right? Uh, but also bring the families together every year, make sure that they're supported with legal resources, mental health resources, whatever it is, you know, yeah. just social resources. Um, and then education, right? Education in the broader community, policy work through the member organizations. These aren't small organizations, right? The coalitions are there, the structures are there. Um, the structure is really, it's, like I said, it was a brainchild of, of Dr. Samuel Etienne, and really is very thorough, very mm. thorough, mashallah. Uh, but, um, you know, these are all, these are all, and civilfreedoms.org, which is NCPCF's website, um, I remember has a ton of resources, mm. ton of resources about the cases, stories of the cases. I think a lot of people just don't know, right? I realized I was speaking to a high school uh, just last month uh, in New York, and high school kids, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm turning 30 this week. Um, but high school kids um, don't remember 9-11. Yeah. Right? What year are we in? 2018 now? Um, these kids were, were... Born. Just born. If they were born, yeah. right? They were one or two years yeah. old. Right? There's no sense of before and after. Mm -hmm. Right? I remember even when I was in Florida, a very controversial day, because I remember I asked... Uh, somehow came up because of the news, and I asked some of my youth, middle school youth, if they... Show of hands, who knew what Guantanamo was? Mm. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> like, had you heard of it, right? Yeah. Maybe two hands out of ten. Had heard of it. Wow. Had even heard of it, let alone knew what it was, right? Um, the, you know, it, <coughs> yeah, there's a real risk, speaking of this intergenerational, mm. you know, the, 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 the dynamic of uh, even knowledge being passed from generation to generation because of the silence in our communities and also parents not wanting to scare their kids, maybe. Maybe parents want their kids to feel 
well adjusted. Maybe yeah. they want their kids to feel American and not hate, you know, you know, not have this anger in their hearts for whatever reason. The you know they don't tell their kids about things like this. You know, my parents were more leftist, so that you know we we were raised yeah. critical, right? But I think for a lot of Muslim kids, there's a lack of knowledge. You know, there's a lack of uh, you know awareness of these things. And so when I'll mention I'll mention names, even with activists. You know, I I, I met an activist last year at a conference. Um, from Atlanta, and I asked her about Imam Jamil. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. H. Rap Brown. Yeah, right. Number Imam three Jamil. on the list. Yeah, like this. Yeah. This man. Number three. On talk the about active cases. Morning. This is this is you know he's now I think they moved him out to Colorado mm -hmm. since then having terrible health issues. May Allah free him too. This is one of our leaders, right? This is yeah. not talk about the high profile cases. Yeah. This was the pre 9 11 cleanup, right? To prepare for the post 9 11. And he's Mukhadram too. He's he straddles. Mukhadra means straddles both yeah. eras. So he straddles a, the this era. This is a black of, liberation activist, yeah. and this is a Muslim activist. Like this yeah. is a, and he was number three after shows how they're the same. Yeah. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Trap this is this is yeah. these are the inheritors. This is the generation that inherited from Malcolm. Yeah. Right. And then he became a Muslim activist. And he became Muslim. And he had a community. He had a community. Right. He was a fierce activist. Right. He was a. I hear the stories. He would go up on the minbar with the staff. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you know, say like, you know, Muslims, we yeah. need the staff. Like we need to show our strength. Right. Um, I've seen you do that too. So I appreciate that. The uh, and but people don't even know who Imam Jamil is, yeah. right? And this is like. I and mean, what did this activist say? Did you, you didn't want to touch it? Well, no, it wasn't even that. Like once, once I shared it, once I shared the story, okay. I pointed her to some resources. She said, "Oh, but amazing, she had no right? clue. But she just didn't know, right? Yeah. Like, and this, these are people who are sympathetic yeah. to the issues, right? Yeah. But just not, you know, not aware. Now, let right? me tell you something else. Another uh, factor into this is Please. that a lot of uh, the Muslims that come from countries where, if you show a sign of religiosity, let alone oppose the government in anything, of course, of course. you can disappear. So they come from that background. Yeah. So when they come here, and some of our scholars too, right, from the yeah. Syrian, like go to yeah. who study in Syria. I know that that's a crazy oh, experience, yeah. right? Just to, to be yeah. a Sunni from Syria, so, like I get that, yeah. right? I, there, there is there is a section, Algeria, like you know, yeah. yeah. There's a section where um, one student of knowledge calls another, mm. and he says, "Kefilikwan," like how are the brothers, <laughs> right? So the person who's obviously listening to the call on the other end yeah. uh, picks up on the word Ikhwan on the third end, yeah. and he says that's it right uh, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he gets a warning never to come back right and thinking yeah. that Ikhwan as in Ikhwan Muslim yeah, Muslim yeah, brother yeah. another one which was funny actually sometimes they get these non-Muslim Arab speakers mm. and they were planning for Eid al-Adha right and Adha obviously slaughtering for lambs so he considered it the slaughter and he literally got calls and yeah. and visits all yeah. because he used yeah. the word Eid al-Adha, right? And some this non-Arabic speaker, obviously, I mean, non-Muslim Arabic it's speaker. It's like a white kid who studied yeah. Arabic How clueless can you be, yeah. right? Yeah. How clueless yeah. can you be? Yeah. Thinks that, that there's, they're pre preparing a slaughter yeah. of humans. Yeah. Forget like like a, some yeah. attack. Yeah. So that, that's how crazy it can amazing, be. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Of course, of course. You know, these... You know, we, I, we remember... When we used to talk about Know Your Rights workshops, that was a big thing that we used to do in New yeah. York. You know, still some like CUNY uh, Law School's project, Clear. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they'll still go around and do law enforcement. I mean, uh, uh, trainings on how to deal with law enforcement. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was often a response, right? We're talking to communities, right? Who, again, depending on where they're from, if the police come to your door, like, that's it. Basically, yeah. if you black bag on the head, like yeah. that's it, right? Yeah. The sense of rights. Uh -huh. <laughs> what does yeah. that mean? What, what are the rights? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. 
now here, right, that doesn't mean that here we just, that becomes the norm, right? Yeah. Like I say, there's no point in having rights. Of yeah. course not, right? If there's a social contract, right? Yeah. If we're in a treaty, right? If we think of our, you know, let's get think political of philosophy about this, right? Yeah. Like if, we're, if we have a treaty with our government, that's what citizenship with our government, that's what citizenship is supposed yeah. to be, or your green card, whatever it is. They want us to follow the law. We're mm-hmm. not allowed to break the contract, yeah. right? So we need to hold them to the contract as well. I think yeah. that's a, a fair that's way, idea. That's that's a fair the right way idea. to situate this work. Right? And also to make it uh, a matter of, so, so some, a lot of Muslims, you have to make it a matter of deen. Right? Yeah, yeah. And to frame it as a matter of deen sure. is what is the sharia regarding contracts? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The sharia regarding contracts is that what you agree upon is sacred law. It becomes sacred law because that's your word and your bond and your trust. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that for so if you want to look at it from a shari standpoint, why should you uh, fight for these things? Yeah. Because just by virtue of citizenship and just by virtue of being born in a country, you by default right. are si- are signing off on that. Right. Uh, so you might as well hold the other person up if you're going to hold up right. your side of it. So that's how they should view it. And if you want to forgo a right, right? Yeah. If you want to forgive, right? Yeah. You say, fine, you know, I don't want to pursue justice against this person. That's your right to do so, yeah. right? But you don't have the right to compel others to do, yeah. to do that, to do right? That, yeah. You pursue justice for them, right? Yeah. Like this is something that unfortunately, again, we'll talk our way into softness, right? Yeah. We can talk our way into, <laughs> into, into the easy path, right? Yeah. Into quietism, into, into, into falling away from these issues. But it's really, it's, it's more and more dangerous. It's more and more dangerous. And I could talk to you a lot about the barakah of people who have tried, who have worked in this, and have gotten burned. Sure. That yeah. the barakah yeah. of their efforts right. to to fight, up, fight against wrongs right. in the courts right. has transferred. And uh, I've seen a lot of people who, who, who benefited. So again, if we tap into our spiritual side, if we feel that, oh my gosh, I might be watched, I might be this or that. Yeah. But... You're actually doing a favor for your offspring, right? right? right. If right. you get burned a little bit here, the light of that fire will carry in a different form, yeah. right? For for your offspring, because ultimately Allah is watching. Yeah. yeah. You know? Now, one of the things, can you elaborate quickly? Because I remember what I remember Hassan Shibli giving two pieces of advice. If yeah. the FBI comes into yeah, your home, good, good, yeah. number one, he said, "Don't let them in your home." Yeah. Uh, and never talk to them without an attorney. That's yeah. number one. And yeah. number two, know that they can lie. You yeah. can't. Yeah. They can. Yeah. So yeah. be very careful how you answer questions because if yeah. you answer a question... Or don't answer questions, basically. Yeah, don't but answer yeah. questions yeah. Yeah. because your lawyer will monitor your answers to make sure they match. Because exactly. most people get in trouble for accidentally misrepresenting their own answers in two different spots. Exactly. exactly. So if you get peppered with 50 questions, exactly. the point is to get you off your game yeah. and then they're going to ask you 50 questions the same 50 questions later right, right? and if one of them doesn't match up that's so perjury not, lying to a federal that's officer that's lying well, it's not, not right? perjury but yeah. lying, lying to, to a federal, federal officer, officer. officer. Yeah, that's good advice Hassan Shibli yeah. is a, he's, a, he's a lawyer you know he, he knows this stuff very well in Florida they dealt with a lot of cases yeah. um, like this the you know we're people Muslims broadly we're people of adab right mm-hmm. we're people of etiquette right of manners yeah. right when people come to the door we want to make them feel at home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like our, our instinct is to make them chai right yeah. to make them tea um, to let them in make them feel comfortable show that we have nothing to hide yeah. right I get that sentiment but it's it's completely inappropriate here mm-hmm. right and very dangerous for yourself and for your family right if it's not about you it's about your family um, everything that you said is absolutely true you know don't let them in right keep them at the door Right, I'll say, uh, you know, having had an interaction like this, um, the safest way is just you leave them at the door. Um, don't let them inside the home, right? They can use any number of things to justify yeah, an like arrest, you know, uh-huh. like anything. Like, but inside the house, once they're inside the house, 
as things as simple as you know a piece of Arabic writing on the wall, right? They can mm -hmm. use as some something suspicious because they don't know what it means. Yeah. Um, Dude, all of our thick books, the, and our all books, of our, books, all our of bookshelves, yeah. very suspicious. There's certain chapters uh, in them, and of course, of course. The uh, if if they actually look at the title, of yeah. course. The uh, some of the files I remember uh, Ramsey Kossum, uh one of the lawyers uh, he dealt with New York cases but also Guantanamo but he was talking about the the files on one of the, the clients maybe it was from Yemen or something the the one of the suspicious items mm -hmm. in the man's apartment when the police came to his door was an American flag on the wall wow an American flag this guy probably thought he was the most patriotic dude on the block right and, and what, how was and, that interpreted and that was interpreted as somehow suspicious maybe he was going to use the flag for something maybe it was it, it, the logic, the it. logic is not thorough, right? Yeah. I, I can't even. I'm, I'm a pretty empathetic person. I can't yeah. even really put myself in that cop's mind, but, but this is the level to which, right? They are able, right, to use anything for their benefit. Um, like you said, don't answer any questions, right? What I told uh, the FBI when they, uh, when they came knocking, you know, was listen. I'm happy to speak to you if you actually, you know, if there's actually anything uh, useful. You don't even have to mean that. Maybe you're not happy to talk to them, but you know, say I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah, but I want a lawyer present when I do. Yeah, because having said what we said is not a a sentiment that we're going to become antagonistic. Of course, right? of course. Because there's no yeah. need. These these people, the same people who are protecting you in other spheres of, course, of, of course, the world. Of course. So it's not like we're against if, these folks. If if we have, in total. you know, we you know we're members of our communities, of yeah. course. Something blows up in New York, right? I take the subway, right? Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. be part of a city that's. Of course not. You know, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not complete anarchists, but uh, at the same time, we need to understand the the history and trajectory mm -hmm. of these institutions, yeah. right? And the specific policies that have specific effects, yeah. right? Um, the danger that they pose to us and our communities, to our families and mm -hmm. our communities. Uh, and to protect ourselves accordingly. And that we're... And the, the advice that you shared is good. I think that's the yeah. solid, that's the basis, right? That's the basis. And not only do you need to know this, your parents and your children need to know this, mm -hmm. right? Um, Sadgers should be having Know Your Rights workshops because the FBI, they're constantly fishing. Yeah. They're constantly fishing. What's 15,000 FBI agents or something? They're yeah. constantly fishing around the country for yeah. anything, right? And they need to justify their budgets the same way that the military does. They need to justify their salaries, right? Yeah. So the same way that cops at the end of the month Mm -hmm. you know start pulling over more people for speeding yeah. they're going to start looking for more people to flip yeah. you know for more people to and prosecute I, and I always you know. look at it as it's not necessarily a national agenda or federal agenda it could just be that this guy needs a raise or a promotion or he's about to lose his job <laughs> yeah, he might be going to this extent that for the sake of the super you know, cop yeah that could also yeah, be true he that might be going be home and, and his wife is sitting down and said okay well Johnny's not going to soccer this this month thanks yeah. to your salary right or or <laughs> right? Get that raise we were expecting yeah or he or, or he goes to a party and his brother-in-law comes up in a Mercedes yeah. and he's looking and burning on the inside and he needs to do something so I look at it from that angle too of course of course so. <laughs> that's a radical right there. so here yeah. here's how I look at it there you mentioned the high profile sure. yeah folks yeah. the entrapment folks yeah. yeah I live in a different world where I look at I see, and I don't know if this is a plot either, or this is planned, or, or it just so happens to be, but the other angle is, are there forces out there targeting popular imams to soften them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to declaw yeah. them? Yeah. Or is it just so that those people are weak? Yeah. Did they yeah. do that on their own, or right. what is it? And I always have the theory that you get invited to certain events, certain uh 
programs, conferences, and then there's this back scene dinner. You get access. Right? You get access. Yes. And there you see the real funders of these things, and you have uh, certain discussions, and those discussions don't tell you to do anything, because you're smart enough, you're intelligent, these are dealing with scholars here, but it's a little bit of a very soft wink. Yeah. And then that person goes back and his language is now changed. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's the logic of, well, sometimes it's the logic of capitalism, right? Mm -hmm. You posted something the other day about money, about mm -hmm. the, well, yeah. the danger of money in, in Dean, right? Yeah. When, and it's true, even if you're the Imam of a Masjid, right? Mm -hmm. As you said, you know, that, you know, when your salary depends on what you're teaching, yeah. right? Or your salary in everything, supports you, is, right? Yeah. And then you're teaching on that, yeah. right? you are going to be conscious of your audience. Exactly. Right? If your livelihood is from the conference circuit, yeah. right? You have to your be goal, you that. need to be invited to conferences, right? So yeah. you're going to speak in a way that will yeah. get you invited back, exactly. right? Yeah. The, that's very dangerous, right? If your goal is access to political circles, mm -hmm. right? The Washington DC circle or mm -hmm. New York, right? The, you're going to speak in a way that's going to yeah. keep you getting invited back to these things. Um, now, some might say that this is easy for me to say because I live in Turkey and my my tradition is to do the exact opposite and yeah. try to not get invited back. But yeah. the I'll, I'll, let me I'll, I'll take the middle position and say you know I'm not willing to write off everyone that attends these circles, right? Because mm -hmm. you can make the case that it's obligatory to advise yeah. people, right? Of course, you know there's imams that will go meet people that I certainly wouldn't be interested in meeting, right? Yeah. It makes me a little uncomfortable, right? But they feel that their presence is beneficial. Uh -huh. I'm not going to judge the intention. Of course, I'm not going to judge the intentions of anybody, let alone yeah. you know these people, especially Oshu. But right when you see an impact on what's being said, yeah. right when you see an impact on the nasiha for those people in power, mm -hmm. and then you see an impact on what they're teaching their community, yeah. right? Someone more qualified than myself would be able to say, "This is now we're straying, yeah. right, from comfortable orthodoxy, right? Mm -hmm. Now yeah. we're seeing a violation of certain fundamentals, yeah. right." Um, what is the effect of that, right? And maybe using the who benefits analysis. Uh -huh. Now we're going to look back and wait, did these meetings, you know, have yeah. some impact on that? Yeah, maybe, exactly. right? And then use that as a cautionary tale for ourselves, right? And for others coming up, for the young scholars now, yeah. a whole new generation of young students of knowledge, right? Who now uh -huh. may have access to these same circles, right? Washington is always looking for people like this. Mm. They're always looking for people like this, right? England's been doing this forever, yeah. right? They always had those kind of, you know, I mean, we... You know, people talk about the, the scholars of the Sultan, right? Like, of yeah. course, like you know, it, it's a scholars for dollars. Yeah, yeah, scholars for dollars. It's it's a tough it's a tough <laughs> issue, right? Because again, we get into intentions and, mm -hmm. and this and that. It's 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 shaky ground. I don't want to you know get into you know names you know in this case. But, and I'll even go with. But the, it's a phenomenon for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I'll I'll even go to the most the more lenient approach of these things is that if you're running in certain circles, yeah, because Allah has just opened that avenue for you and yeah. you're there. And you're giving and let's see how you're doing certain work sure. in that area. I'm even open to the idea that yes, your presence there may cause you to have to remain silent yeah. on other right. issues. Yeah. The silence of a alim is point. not uh, forbidden. Right. It's right. permissible for a alim to be right. silent on a matter that he feels that it's not right. wise for him to discuss. Sure. Here's where you have to, they swing. They go the other way when they try to now discredit and discourage and what they call tahabbut, yeah. to dis to dishearten and demoralize and mock anyone who does. That's a good point. That's a very good. Point. That's a big difference. That's a very good point because I think often sometimes people on my side of the aisle, yeah. if they if we have an aisle, the 
the you know we'll also criticize the silent scholars, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. I, I yeah. agree one hundred percent. That's not fair. You yeah. know, the silence is, is is something again, whether it's ideal or not, that's a different yeah. discussion. But but we have to allow it. You know, we have to understand its place, right? Of course, you yeah. know, I, I remember. Here's a good name because we can honor him, you know, in his death. You know, someone like Sheikh Ramadan al Buti, right? Yeah, You know, his his legacy is still being, yeah. you know, played with because mm-hmm. of because of you know silence on certain issues. But his role, right? Yeah. Again, I'm not an expert on Syrian politics, yeah. right? But from what I understand, the what he was able to do in mm-hmm. his position was crucial, yeah. right? Of course, yeah. right? And Saudi, I know when you know people discuss Saudi Arabia, you know, there are a lot of shoe, right? yeah. there's great scholars and. Yeah, in in what we call Saudi Arabia, right? And again, they're not going to be able to deal with every piece of nonsense that the, and, and the monarchy, you know, yeah. puts forth. But they're Look, able they to good. at least provide certain services, certain education. Exactly. I get that, you know. Yeah. Of course, in America, it's going to be that way too. Um, and so, silence. You know, I'm okay with silence. And again, I know I we talked about Masajid being silent on issues or us not having conversations in Masajid. That one, I'm 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 not sure, right? How do we deal with that? Because if there are community issues. You know, even if you can't speak publicly on it, is there a responsibility? I don't have an answer to this question. Mm-hmm. You know, is there a responsibility at least to deal with it somehow, right? So, to so deal with it privately. So this yeah. is the case. This is the situation. So you have a situation where the ummah is vast and there are fardain and there's fard kifayah. Yes. Don't look yes. at everyone has to fulfill the fard kifayah. Of course. So if you have yeah. someone like uh, Sheikh Saeed al-Bouti's position, yeah. someone who is the sultan or the rule at the time is giving you an ability to talk on 80% of the matters. You do your dawah, you can do your dawah, 80%. Yeah. You as a scholar, as long as you're not negating that, that other 20%, yeah. you're silent on it and that's right. it. Right. And you're not supporting, actively right. supporting, but you're taking advantage of that. I just see that commonsensically of course. as except. Now, why would, you can't expect one person to do everything. Of course. Right? So as long as someone in the community is doing it and, and those who are silent are not demoralizing or mocking or right. discouraging right. or speaking out against that other right. uh, 20% of those matters that they can't talk about, right. then the team works together. Right. It acts like a holistic... It's covered in the this aggregate. Is, this is why your third category here, I think, is really accurate because yeah. there are institutions, mm-hmm. right, governmental and non-governmental, yeah. the that are investing, invested and investing in creating what um, I guess we call the native informants, yeah. right? But not, it's not just about being informants, but being the native, like the colonized leadership, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. So they're going to promote people, right, who will. Total line, right? Mm-hmm. Who will will um, be actively engaged in that discrediting, yeah. right, and undermining? Correct. I mean, the case that comes yeah. to mind, right, and I don't have to mention the individuals' names, but the project's name deserves to mm-hmm. be mentioned. Is this Muslim Leadership Initiative, right? Yeah. The Zionist project, the yeah. Shalom Hartman. Literally, the organization Shalom Hartman. They're, they're literally their stated mission is to undermine the boycott, divestment, sanctions movement yeah. against Israel, mm-hmm. right? That's their stated mission, yeah. right? And then they set up a Christian leadership initiative where they bring Christians to so-called Israel, right? To teach them Zionism and then send them back to their communities, yeah. right? Very successful, right? There's more Christian Zionists than Jewish Zionists, honestly. Yeah. The, just by the math. Yeah. They did the same thing with Muslims. Muslims just fell for it fully, right? Yeah. I mean, no Arabs went on this project ever. I don't think well, one Palestinian one, went. One and, then he, he, and then he turned, yeah, you know, he then turned he, he came out the other side. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of South Asian, you know, some American, you know, uh, black and white Americans go. Uh, I think their main spokespeople are all South Asian. It, it, yeah. It's really it's it's terrifying. But these people now, 
come back and maybe they'll do some other token work, you know, on some good issues, yeah. right? And of course, no one is 100%, you know, horrible <laughs> on everything, you know, but then they come back and they're given leadership positions, they're given media positions, they're given yeah. writing positions, book All deals, these doors open book up. deals, doors open yeah. up, you know, all of a sudden. And more and more you start to bet. Now you go to the conferences yeah. and they're on every panel, yeah. right? And on the panel now, they're talking about, well, we can't accept an orthodoxy on the Palestinian issue. There's yeah. no, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's it's no, you know, yeah. on, like, yeah, what, did you just learn that word yesterday? Like, I, I, yeah. it's really, it, it's a little bit shocking, uh, but it's an investment, right? Yeah. In this case, and we need to situate, you know, we need to understand how this is situated within yeah. all these, this broader. And, and this uh, issue, if it hadn't, I'm sure that they had two options. You're either going to succeed mm -hmm. and get that agenda mm -hmm. pushed, or you're going to tear apart and this community yeah. you're going to tear apart the unity of these uh, these yeah. uh, influential people and we all know that the MLI has torn apart many relationships yeah right? many relationships get it to the tabloid stuff yeah and, uh, it's true it's true and, and you it's have true. to say listen it's I have you, they've done it very publicly I have to take uh, for, for the sake of my own I always view it like this listen I like to sleep soundly at night and that has caused me to just, I want to get stuff off my chest, right? Yeah, yeah. But now, I, as, as you grow older, you just get it off in a little bit more uh, gentle way. <laughs> yeah. So my position is that I'm totally against these types of operations, yeah, yeah, right? And these types of um, things. That at, at the very least, you know what? Let the Palestinians go. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. They, yeah if exactly. it's, if, Don't undermine them. Yeah, know? because it's a Muslim issue. That's number one. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not just a Muslim issue. It's a Muslim specifically Palestinian issue. Yeah. So if it was, can you imagine, can you imagine if some Arabs and South Asians went to um, Tennessee or wherever it was to discuss and have an open-minded idea about the Confederate flag, Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah. And say, let's yeah. hear their point of view. Yeah, yeah. How is that yeah, going yeah, to be yeah. taken? So yeah. I would say at the very least... The, Chi the Chinese come to America and say, no, 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 you guys don't need reparations. Exactly, like, it's all, exactly. It's, it's all good. Exactly. <laughs> you guys yeah. should get over it, basically. Yeah. So let's just, uh, uh, let's just hear their point of view and be open-minded. Yeah. So at the very least, I'll take the position of, look, they want to do that? Why don't you leave it to the Palestinians? Yeah. And, not even, and not even Palestinian Americans. Palestinian yeah. Americans are even one matter removed yeah. from the Palestinians actually suffering. Of course, of course, right? of course yeah. So... Uh, you know, and to connect this also to where the conversation started, yeah. right? In the same category, there's the political softness, right? Mm -hmm. There's the political, you know, uh, undermining. Yeah. Uh, but there's also, and we, we began by speaking about the ethical, yeah. right? And this is a big part of it too. We, yeah. we, we cannot separate the investment in uh, certain very, I mean, they call it progressive, but I like the mm -hmm. regressive, <laughs> regressivist, deformist, yeah. you know, uh, narratives of yeah. Islam. We cannot separate the investment in those from the attacks on our community yeah. at the military, economic, spiritual, intellectual level, mm -hmm. right? That investing in leadership, whether it's, it's a rank corporation who's studying it, whether it's the Soros people who are yeah. funding it, right? They have identified sectors of our community that they know are gonna yeah. break, you know, break us apart, mm -hmm. right? Now, you know, if, uh, I mean, the broader society is having similar conversations, mm -hmm. sure, right? But they don't have the foundations to deal with it, yeah. right? That's, alhamdulillah, that's, that's honestly our greatest strength, yeah. the fact that we have a solid foundation, we have a soul, right? We have sources of knowledge that we could trace to their sources, yeah. right? This is our protection, yeah. right? The fact there was some singer was, you know, on, was he on a TV show or a concert or something? And some he thought was a woman, oh, maybe, I think it was like a show yeah. where they were trying to get him to kiss uh, someone who identified as a trans woman. Uh, okay. okay, so it was a dude. It was a dude, right? Yeah. Who had become arguably, yeah. right, a woman. 
Uh, identified as a woman, let's say that. Yeah. Um, and the singer, right, was like, no, you know, I'm not going to kiss yeah. this, yeah. you know, this dude. And that became... Right? The discussion over the last week, and again, I just, I just can't even touch Facebook anymore. Yeah. The discussion is, is he a transphobe? Oh my gosh. Is he a transphobe? We need a okay. bell for this. Where's our bell? And it's like... Unbelievable. <laughs> Here's the bell. <laughs> the, now, again... You know, alhamdulillah, we have a foundation yeah. to deal with these things. Of course, we also have, you know, the mercy in our hearts, you know, to understand, you know, the trauma that yeah. causes people to even engage in, yeah. you know, some of these practices, that multi-generational cultural trauma, you yeah. know, that, that results in some of these deviancies. But the we are not immune, clearly, yeah. right, from the broader conversation around these issues, the broader attacks, right, on tradition, Mm-hmm. Right on ethics, on just having ethics at all, yeah. right? Um, and so, when we try to rectify our own lives to make it practical, I guess, right? As we look to ourselves, we look for ourselves. We're trying to rectify ourselves. We're trying to teach our families, right? We're trying to rectify our communities, right? And we're looking for according to what standard, right? Yeah. Do we do such a thing, right? How do we choose an imam to follow, mm-hmm. right? How do we choose a sheikh to follow, yeah. right? Um, you know, where do we take this knowledge from? Um, where are we going? Right? Mm-hmm. How do we get there? Mm-hmm. Right? These are major questions that we all should be asking ourselves. We have to take ownership over this, you know, over this process. Right? It's not just some loose, like it's not not just like some club or some yeah. Facebook group. Right? Of course, you know, these are this is this is this life and afterlife. Yeah. You know, these this historical background, right? This social understanding yeah. needs to supplement our you know our film, right? Our understanding. Yeah, absolutely right? true. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I appreciate, I always appreciate yeah. conversations with you because, you know, we, we can kind of bring these things together. And I think, you know, the many people that, that do listen to, you know, appreciate that from you, you know, that you, you keep it real. Yeah. Um, because it is more and more politically incorrect, mm-hmm. more and more dangerous for careers, mm-hmm. right? To engage these issues, yeah. which are the most urgent to address. Yeah. And it's because of this big picture, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because of this huge money, yeah. right? invested a global war mm-hmm. you know an ancient war yeah. right which will probably go to the end of time mm-hmm. right but which is also yeah. raging within our own hearts right yeah. if we're not cautious and so you know I, I I'll, I'll say to the audience I I, uh, I saw this article that Dr. Shadi had published he said he wrote it some yeah, time ago I, I just uh, you know before before I, I go I wanted to mention mm. um, you know the, the, the topic on Muslim matters mm-hmm. The title is uh, 14 Topics All Islamic Schools Should Address During High School. Very important. Right? It's published on Muslim Matters. Yeah. Um, critical, actually. The very critical. You know, it's, it's an easy read, right? It's, it's a short read. Yeah. I appreciate that it was in list form. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's really... <laughs> I did that on purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate You, want to reach you know our attention people. span. Yeah. <laughs> you know the attention span. Uh, but find it, people. And yeah. I, I would even suggest that this is not something just for Islamic schools, right? Yeah. Not just for high school, right? I took that title as aspirational, mm-hmm. right? That this yeah. is something that at least Islamic schools should yeah. at least get this done by high school. Yeah. But this is something that every child, you know, every parent. If not, there right, are whatever holocausts too. For youth holocausts, public schools. We all need schools. to understand this, yeah. right? I didn't find anything in here that was only the, the domain of scholars, yeah. right? Only the domain of students of knowledge, although of course we should all be students in of In whatever it is, it can be learned in um, a few, Not that's not difficult. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this may be, you know, Two pages, right? <laughs> you tell me maybe yeah. it's two pages, a page, you know, of reading. But really, I encourage it. So why don't we go um, off? Of so can we just can we just go down the yeah, list real quick? I, I uh, um, and there were some links to even what we already talked about. 
uh, you know, the first was myth or truth, the historicity mm -hmm. of sources, how Very the Quran important. and Hadith were yeah. compiled and preserved, yeah. for example. Totally um, critical. Because this is, this is if yeah. you don't, if you, why, do, why is Islam different from any other religion? Is because as soon as your critical mind starts to kick in, yeah. and you ask yourself, why would I base my life and do these very difficult things and avoid certain beautiful, wonderful temptations? Yeah. Why would I? Yeah. Yeah. Who said what? Who said these words? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I discover that this was in, was is an unknown source, right. then how can I guarantee any action? Right. So that's that's the first right. thing. Exactly. Number two, the theology. Ring the bell. The <laughs> theology and cosmology of gender. Very important. Right, because Who's now at this ish, at this Who's at this uh, standpoint, the ayah of Allah, is, which I can guarantee you, does not have more than two words of tafsir on it. Yeah. Yeah. We created you a male and female, and the beauty of this is no, no, technically speaking, your gender and sex is the same. Mm -hmm. Get, forget this, the 0.01% of those who are of course, of course. Born, born with born, both. Yeah, course, That's different. And at that point, you choose the gender of how you go to the bathroom. You know, when you taught oh, yeah. that, you mentioned that in class, yeah. the class I visited yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Amazing. Right? Yeah, so Amazing. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, so it's objective, too. Amazing. So, uh, some of the and that was the teaching of Imam Ali, right? That was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And some people said that uh, it's how he feels. No, it's not how you feel. You, you, you don't know how you feel. Right. 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 So, so how you go to the bathroom. Yeah. But there's a cosmology behind gender, too, which is beautiful, is that the sifat of rahma take a majority in the woman. Allah mm -hmm. has placed the majority in the female. Yeah. And the sifat of jalal, uh, majesty, justice, those things mm -hmm. are in the male. Yeah, and this right. informs the sharia later on. Yeah. In the sense that when Allah does not want a woman to testify on certain matters, it is not because she doesn't have uh, ability to testify. Mm -hmm. It's because it will compromise her rahmah. That's why she could testify on many matters. But if you're going to lose a life or a limb, then she, and then you need two women to testify. Amazing. What's she can testify on anything. She can be a, a mufti, right? But she cannot testify alone. Yeah. She'll have to have two, which to make it difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. on matters of life and limb. So her rahmah doesn't get lost. Because yeah, yeah. once you do that, you're going to be a different person. Excellent. Excellent. Mm, yeah. uh, Next. Number three. Another, I mean, this felt controversial five years ago, but now yeah. it's just, it's, we've lost. Evolution. What are our beliefs regarding the creation of the first man? Yeah, That's so... Well, Animals, the concept of being it is. Yeah, so in a, in a nutshell, 30, we're doing like a hot rod here, 30 seconds. On yeah, 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 right? exactly. This is the outline, but yeah. you guys need to read it yourself and follow up. Yeah. When it comes to evolution, we are not out to prove the thing wrong, right? That Many people think we're, we're out to critique the thing. No, we are here to uh, pin down one fundamental of Quran and Hadith and Aqeedah, which is that Adam السلام, was the first human being created by Allah Azza wa Jal okay. without intermediary cause. Right. So he was created with the right. or, or, right. mud and water right. without intermediary cause. Did right. not have parentage, did not have anything before him. And Sayyidina Hawa was created from right. the flesh of Sayyidina, Sayyidina Adam in the same way without. Right. And what happened at that point? Allah knows that's the whole point of kun fayakun, yeah. be and it is. Yeah. People say, oh, you're asking us to believe in some magic, like something just popped out of nothing. Well, what about the whole universe? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? Even yeah, if you yeah. pinpoint it back to one nano level right. of something, right. Right? right? Well, where did that come from? Right. So. No, let me just add as a, a yeah. footnote here. There's a lesson in that yeah. for both those who rush into kufr by denying Quran and Hadith, uh -huh. but also a lesson for the reactionaries, yeah. right, who have taken the Christian kind uh -huh. of 
method, yeah. right, of fighting everything scientific, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, we have an orthodoxy, we can start yeah. then, and the science will deal with it as a culture. And we, we don't that's care if, yeah. if you believe in the evolution of cockroaches or, or, yeah. or, or, or snakes. Muslims are the it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Darwin didn't know any of this stuff without yeah. us. Like, this is, this, you know, this is our process. Um, four, secular ethics. Who has the authority to decide what's right and what's oh, wrong? That's, that's Can religion be boxed into only the home and the masjid? Mm. Yeah, this is, we discuss Huge, this a lot. But yeah, this is something uh, you want to on this podcast. Yeah, justice. Who defines justice? Yeah. It's all about who defines the terms that you are fighting for. Justice. Mm -hmm. Who who defines it? Right. Who has the right to define it? Right. right. And that will really decide if, if we're Muslims or not. Really, yeah. and it's going to last one generation. If you don't answer that one correct, you, <laughs> it's one generation. Okay? Yeah. Very important. Number five, massive, um, something that many people probably uh, were introduced to you yeah. through, uh, yeah. through the debates around this. Universalism. Yeah. Are religions mm. subjective? Do all paths lead to God? Mm -hmm. Or is one of them true? One of the main things that people uh, you'll discuss and you'll find they'll have difficulty with is the idea of theological exclusivism. Mm. The idea that, 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 that God, that Allah has one path that he wants everyone upon. Mm. Right? And that idea is radical to some people because we're all into pluralism and diversity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, the whole point of prophecy is that the Prophet Muhammad came and said, this is what Allah wants us to do. We're not discussing salvation. Salvation is a different issue. Who's going yeah, to heaven and hell is a different issue. A good distinction. This is called uh, validity. And it's, the issue is, does is there one set of beliefs that Allah wants all people to have? And this is the only set of beliefs that are true and that he believes. And anyone who follows the Prophet who has read the Quran or read the Hadith uh, will answer to the obvious yes. Yeah. Yeah. Six, women in Islamic history. There's an eight-volume work. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. I'm quoting Dr. Shadi here. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an eight-volume work on female scholars of Hadith. Mm -hmm. uh, there were many more. This is before <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Akram's you know, yeah. uh, little book. Yeah. There's an eight-volume work on female scholars of Hadith. Mm -hmm. There were many more rulers and queens among mm -hmm. and influential contributors in other fields. There's amazing uh, stories out yeah. there for, for those who are given this myth that everything was done by men, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And even if it was, are you going to generalize all of them? They're all the same. You think they didn't have moms that they didn't care about the daughters right. and wives. Right. But anyway, we don't even need to go there right. because the amount of women in, in Islamic scholarship, is it equal to men? No, no way. It's not equal to men. Right. right? But at the same time, uh, they they do exist. They are there. There are many examples. There are so many stories that you won't even you can't fill a book. You can fill bookshelves with it. One of them being a, a woman who was a queen who became a pirate actually. Mm -hmm. And my wife uh, dug up the story in Morocco that she was. Uh, I have to I have to get it for her and I'll and I'll share it with the people uh, with the listeners another time. Mm -hmm. But amazing story of a a, uh, a woman who was fighting pirates from the Europeans. She was the queen. And she oh, was fighting pirates. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that deserves a podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's a great that's a great chapter of history. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Um, seven. Sexuality between theology and interaction. The, uh, how do I interact with a gay colleague? Can I go to his wedding? How do I deal with my sister if she comes out lesbian? Mm -hmm. Questions like this. It's uh, major question, fitness for today. Yeah. yeah. Do you support gay marriage legally? Is one question. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. And good if you answer that one wrong, it's different. Then if you answer wrong, is, is it halal in Islam? That's number one. What is the, yeah. can we talk about the salvation of these people? Are they all going to hell? Yeah. Am I supposed to be rude to these people if I see them on the street? If yeah. uh, It's all different questions. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. good distinctions for sure. Uh, Ribat, another 
for a time. Yeah. Uh, what is what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, how does it relate to loans, modern finance contracts, mm-hmm. you know, mortgages, things like this? Yeah, yeah. Very important for people. We're going. A lot of young people go into business and finance, right? Yeah. And they should have and student loans. Student maybe, loans. Yeah. Yeah. Big. That's a, what's a big problem because we don't have a solution for that yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that we should know the fit of these different avenues because there there are times where. Uh, certain financial contracts that are forbidden become halal for us and sometimes they don't mm-hmm. such as health insurance mm-hmm. the whole insurance is that's a whole nother subject but there are times when uh, it becomes halal for us right whereas in theory is haram Good. money for money transactions right. are forbidden right. or, or money for an unknown right. is also right. forbidden right. so that's uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, important subject um, nine marriage mm-hmm. always on yeah, everyone's mind. Every, it's always on everyone's mind, yeah. and, and yeah. to get some guidance on how it's done, because most when you were in this line of work, thirty percent of the questions that you get are emergencies from someone who's never talked to you before, right? Yeah. And what's yeah. the emergency? <laughs> Is that he fell in love with someone? Before he told, before he informed his family about it, and how do you go about it? And what is the uh, the, the best practices? Yeah. And what are the total disaster practices? Yeah. that are going to torment you for. And it, and it just causes emotional pain for people for years on end, yeah. right? When if he had just been given a little bit of discipline and knowledge yeah. earlier, he could avoid that. Yeah. Uh, Ten, some of what we were talking about today. Uh, citizenry, loyalty, and identity yeah. right, between faith and nationalism. We're not uh, enemies of the state, and we're not pawns of the state. And we have a contract with the people, and we have to understand the shari'i. How the Sharia views our citizenship, because right. the Sharia does have commentary on our citizenship. Right. Uh, what things we must do, what things we can do, and what things we must not do. Yeah. And we mentioned earlier that we view it as a aqd, a contract yeah. that we are in agreement to. Yeah. As a footnote, since uh, mm-hmm. you know we're here, I I, uh, I wanted to highlight also one of the sub questions you mentioned here was even uh, the dynamic of the non-Muslim majority country mm-hmm. of residents being at war with. Muslims, that's right? a, that, that's another I remember one. Remember a year or two yeah. ago, you dealt with, and you were one of the only people to deal with the issue of joining mm-hmm. a military. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think you fully applied it to the U.S. case, but you set mm-hmm. out the principles at least. You laid out yeah. some of the framework for thinking about joining the U.S. Army at a time when some other imams were advocating for yeah. people to join the U.S. Army and some people's uh, family joining and they're celebrating. Yeah, and my position is very simply, yeah. and you can even put it in in a Western context mm-hmm. is. Uh, conscientious objection, objector status yeah, and I'll yeah. say for all the countries of the world unless yeah. the Imam Mahdi comes yeah. and that'll be different too right but uh, for all the countries of the world my advice is we should or my position is we have to be conscientious objectors yeah, we should yeah, not excellent. join any army in the world right excellent. because of excellent. the way the way yeah. that they're this, these wars are done excellent. and uh, it's a risk it really especially in the last couple of years we've to go from celebrating the life of Muhammad Ali, yeah, right, Allah yeah. to promoting, you know, the father What's of the so-called gold star, Z- you know, so the uh, Z- what's his name, Z- Khazir Khan, Khan, yeah. Khan, you know, um, who I'm sure is a very sweet man, you yeah. know, but you know, yeah, essentially, yeah. essentially, the 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 banner, you know, whole, yeah, we, we uh, just I would have to say, family, yeah, yeah, I would have to say we have rulings on joining yeah, these exactly, arms. exactly, these are not heroes, yeah, uh, eleven, uh, the deluge of temptations. The spiritual, mm. psychological, physical, familial, social, and financial side effects mm-hmm. of pornography and drugs, for yeah. example. Yeah, pornography yeah. is uh, a massive thing, and the shabab out there, they have to constantly uh, try to avoid this, and when you do, say alhamdulillah, and when you don't, 
make tawbah immediately. Yeah, Learn yeah, how yeah. to wash yourself. It's not like, yeah, someone, not like them. Someone told me, the, listen, you Muslims, you Muslims and they're studying, going to the masajid and reading Quran, they're falling in the same sins as all the other kids. I said, I said, what's the difference? I said, there's a big difference. We know how to wash up. Yeah. We know it's wrong. Yeah. We try to avoid it. We dislike it. Right, and we wash up. How do you wash up? By sitting in majlis of dhikr, yeah. sit, recite Quran, yeah. make wudu, give yeah. sadaqah, right. right? And you wash it off, knowing right. with the intention of tawbah and, and never yeah. to go back. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Twelve philosophy problem with evil. Can, for example, can God create a rock mm-hmm. He can't lift and yeah. other failed coups? The, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> these are the first things that you're going to see on the slide in philosophy class. I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's actually doing this. She put it up on the slide. She's lucky I had taken some classes on this yeah. uh, uh, from yeah, yeah. Shiuk. Right. And I was like, wow, she didn't even wait. It's right there before right. Right. Uh, roll call on the first day of philosophy class. Right. Right. And right. you have to, and the answers to those you know, should be it listed should be out easy. and studied. Yeah. It's kalam. It's like Edmund yeah. Kalam. It is, it is. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff, honestly, a lot of the things that you know these people get caught up on in philosophy yeah. are not advanced lessons. In no, Kalem, not right? These are, these are yeah. things that could be dealt with pretty. You know, they you wrote discussed. here that a high school senior should be able to deal with it. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Thirteen, uh, liberal reform in Islam is mm-hmm. the Sunnah a source of legislation. What is usul al-fiqh? Mm-hmm. Um, again, a high school student should be able to, yeah. uh, as you wrote here, should be able to give a talk on sources and methodology yeah. of Islamic that, legislation. That's uh, really madhabs, right? A couple hours like, yeah. of studying usul should yeah. put your basic framework yeah. and protect you from modernism, reformism, yeah. deformism, and regressivism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, lastly, fourteen, uh, yeah. spirituality. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, detecting the signs of a dimming faith yes. and spiritual atrophy, atrophy mm-hmm. as well as knowing the simple methods of uh, reversing yeah. the dowers God. Uh, dhikrullah Azza wa Jal is, some, is the food. Yeah. And we must know uh, how important this food is. Yeah. And we must never leave off uh, the dhikr of Allah. And it needs training. I'm yeah. telling you, we talk about dhikr so much, nobody knows how to make dhikr. The idea of, or how much to make dhikr, because that's a istihsani question. Right. Istihsan is the doctrine of when there's no, when you need a number for something, right? right? And you need a judgment call. Yeah. A shafi yeah. used it in that respect, even though his school is against istihsan in most cases. Mm-hmm. But he used, uh, he says, istihsan tu kada kada. For example, muhur. And how much is a good dowry? Yeah. How much is too much? Yeah. How much is too little? Yeah. Dhikrullah, if we're shooting at 30 and 40 minutes and 50, that is healthy. Yeah. And I'm not even going to say it's great. It's yeah. healthy. You're yeah, maintaining yeah, yeah. good health. Yeah. Right? If you want to be great, that's something else. But dhikrullah of 30, 40, 50 minutes a day is is good health. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And if our youth can keep that, then so many of the bugs, forget youth, all of us. Yeah, all of us. The all bugs all that come in upon us are... Uh, will be you know immune to them yeah. inshallah bi idhnillah ta'ala so jazakallah khairan thank you yeah, so yeah, much so for thank coming you. thank you for having me yeah this uh, went by so so quick and somehow somehow that turned into almost two hours yeah, inshallah but uh, hopefully uh, yeah. people bear with us and uh, <laughs> engage the discussion I always yeah. appreciate your time and your leadership uh, Dr. Shadi my and uh, to everyone listening you know yeah. uh, I always appreciate the time to you know yeah. kick yeah. some thoughts at you guys yeah. but inshallah yeah, I'm easy to find on the internet too, and, and you what's your twitter uh, I think I'm on Brother Cyrus, Brother Cyrus, Brother Cyrus, I think, Cyrus, you know, okay. on there and on Facebook, it's easy enough. And you're wearing, Cyrus McGoldrick. you're wearing something I've seen twice now. I've seen Mark exactly. Manley wearing this and I've seen oh, now you. Inshallah, Inshallah clothing, yeah. Is our, that what it's called? Brother XL, yeah, Inshallah clothing. Company. By whom? Yeah. Um, our brother Abdullah, uh, our brother Abdullah out of, out of New York. Uh, he's a New York, Connecticut guy. Um, because it's, yeah, a, he's it's put it a, on a black logo. I remember him back here. in the... Yeah, with a camel, camel, the camel logo. Uh, no, I have to ask him. Black a, God's Will hoodie. 
I have uh, to ask him um, to, to do something where, how are we going to go to the bathroom? With, uh, with Allah's name on it. Yeah, we, I remember early on, especially, he had a couple things that had the Arabic, had Allah, yeah. you know, written in Arabic that he had on. I don't think he actually makes those anymore. I'm not sure. You know, but yeah, I do try to be careful. What's it called? Inshallah so, clothing? Inshallah clothing, though. All right. Um, Good. And, uh, yeah, I remember this is a great brother, Mashallah. Very, very, very humble, very sincere brother. I remember him back in 2010, wow. you know, selling these, selling t-shirts yeah. in the basement. Back wow. when NYU's Islamic Center was in a basement of a church. And uh, but I always love supporting Muslim businesses That's and Muslim good. fashion. I swear I go out here. I mean, it's the same way if I'm wearing a thobe, yeah. you know. But I always get compliments yeah. when I'm when I'm walking around. And for some and, reason, and I just like the obvious, black yeah. with that white camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, I thought it was a cigarette, but yeah. obviously it's not, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cigarette company, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, right. That's cool. uh, but yeah, anyway, that's. Uh, one last piece of advice to tell the brothers especially because our sisters represent yeah. no matter what yeah. but uh, that reminded to the brothers to go out there represent Islam best you can you know yeah. call the people to it so anyway thank you for your time my pleasure thank you so much subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk wal asr inna al-insana lafi khusr illa al-ladhina amanu aminu al-salihat wa tawasawb al-haq wa tawasawb al-sabr wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Man.